0: Want to support the show and get free stuff while you do so? Go to patreon.com slash horror for more information. Are you alright? You got something to put in this. Are you sick? There's a boy dead back there. He's in the sleeper toilet. He must have. I don't know what happened. I, I just don't know. No doubt you might. Well, he's dead, all right. never saw anybody so dead as that. I gotta sit down, Charlie, for a minute. Whew. Will you watch that car while I call Walter? Of course. Well, uh, nobody knows, so say nothing.
1: Sure. Watch a few movies. Take a few notes. (laughs) It was fun.
0: (laughs) Some people like to go big when ringing in the New Year. And what better way to go big than to celebrate New Year's as a new college graduate with your friends all aboard a party train complete with costumes, live music, booze, and David Copperfield doing $5 magic. Well, I guess that all sounds great as long as you don't also invite the jaded psychopath holding a three-year murder grudge against you to a party where disguises are encouraged. But hey, at least we all have Jamie Lee Curtis in our corner, am I right? Huh? So from all of us at the Dolls of Horror, we wish you all a happy and safe new year, as tonight, the Dolls once again visit 1980s Terror Train. And now, the Dolls of Horror. It's showtime.
2: Hi guys, welcome back to the Dolls of Horror podcast, the spot to feed your tormented addiction. I'm Summer. And I'm Jamie. And it's New Year's Eve. Happy New Year, everyone. Woo, we made it. We made it through 2021. (laughs) I hope everyone had a wonderful holiday season and now it's over. You can relax, take a breath, enjoy yourself again because I know it's stressful. It sure is. Yeah. But to celebrate, we are going to be revisiting an episode we did when we first started this show with Tori. And that is 1980s Terror Train. Yay. I love this one. I know you do. I know you do. I'm so excited to talk to you about this movie because I know you love it. I love it too. I would like to talk about it more than, you know, once every 10 years. So I'm very excited that we're doing this. Uh, When was the first time you've
1: seen this movie, Jamie? Honestly, like, this one is hard for me to remember the very first time. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, it was definitely a number of years ago. Um, Probably probably near New Year's Eve one year. (laughs) (laughs) How about you?
2: I don't remember exactly.
1: I know I saw it cut on cable on USA or
2: TNT. I don't know what time of the year it was. It was just on TV. Mm -hmm. And... I knew that Jamie Lee was in it because I love her, and I watched it. I was a teenager, probably. I was early teens, I want to say. I had been well into the horror journey at the time. So I was maybe 14, 15 years old. So mm-hmm. it's been I'm... quite a while. Uh, yeah, But no, I saw it cut. It was good. And watching it now uncut, I realized that they probably did not have to cut a whole
1: lot out. I was gonna say, what exactly did they cut out?
2: Sure, what they cut out because it's like an hour and thirty-seven minutes or something. They probably just
1: cut stuff out for time. Yeah, because there's not really—it's a great movie, but there's yeah. not really a lot of like no upsetting bits. There's not gore.
2: There's not language.
0: Nope.
2: Um, there's very little nudity. Yeah. Very little. If there, I mean, maybe one or two flashes of nudity so it's a pretty clean horror film if you think about horror films in that sense it really Um, is which is nice because you honestly you don't always need all that stuff
1: no sometimes you just need to throw a train into the mix and you're good to go um yeah oh my god i came home from
2: work last night henry has this movie on there's boobs on the screen it looks awful Honestly, it, I thought it was a full moon movie. Uh-huh. Um, it was, like, awful in, like, the best way, you know, but still okay. not great. Um, and I'm like, what are you watching? And he's like, the howling part, too. I'm like, oh, that explains it. Yes. So much boobs.
1: So much boobs.
2: <laughs> I heard Mama D call it the porno howling once. Oh, that's that's pretty appropriate. Yeah. Pretty appropriate, especially if you guys have ever seen it. Because, obviously, I never watched this far in.
1: Mm -hmm. but
2: (laughs) the ending credits there's like a music video concert situation i remember seeing the last scene of the actual movie but this music video concert thing is the dumbest shit i've ever seen in my life and they keep showing the same scene over and over again of the woman arching her back and ripping her top off and showing her fake boobs um (laughs) and she'll do it like three times in a row back to back like you know and then they go back to music and then she did that. they do it again and again and again at the same Just in scene. case you missed it in case you missed it you know and i'm like porno howling yep <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um so yeah not a lot of boobs in this one <laughs> <There's> <laughs> not point. a lot of boobs definitely not a porno porno train <laughs> no no porno trains for me Mm-mm. okay guys so for those of you who have not seen this movie Here is the synopsis. Spoilers up the wazoo on this one.
1: Yes, many spoilers ahead.
2: Three years after a prank that goes terribly wrong, the six college students responsible are targeted by a masked killer at a New Year's Eve party that is aboard a moving train.
1: I got to say, the train party looks really fun. Looks so rad, right? Yeah, and the prank, not so much uh no the prank that was not, a fucked up prank very uh, fucked up prank it was super
2: fucked up like for real who does for that real um but you know i mean drunken co- drunken college students trying to have sex in a situation they can't get out of such as a train a boat whatever
0: mm-hmm. um
2: that has all the makings of a great horror movie and somebody is definitely going to die when I see that kind of scenario,
1: someone's going to die. Oh, you know, most people are going to die.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, guys, this one stars our girl, Jamie Lee Curtis, JLC, man. Yeah, such a good final girl in this one. Too. Oh, <sighs> so my God. Great. We'll get into it. But like her yeah. fight is like epic. I adore her in this. Um, Me too. And she has so many fights. <laughs>
2: i know (laughs) so many red herrings in this one yeah um we got uh hart brockner Derek mckinnon david copperfield the magician yeah that guy (laughs)
1: yeah i you know when i saw that he was the magician i was like oh my god because he's like really young in it and i don't think i would have recognized him you know what i mean i know who david copperfield is but like not not like i would recognize him on the street but anyway, that was pretty cool that the magician is real life magician. Guys. Yeah, that's the stretch, right? Um,
2: <laughs> oh, and and Howard Busgang, who was one of the B boys in Killer Party.
1: Oh, what? The thin okay. one. The
2: okay, thin one. that's cool. That's cool. Right. So yeah, I was so so excited because I remember talking about that in Killer Party. But oh uh, yeah, yeah. Oh right, it is. Directed by Roger Spotswood. He also did um, Turner and Hooch. I love that movie. It's so funny.
1: I love Turner and Hooch. Right. I love the moment when he has like the drool hanging from his mouth, and I classic. think like Tom Hanks says it looks like a shoestring or something, classic. and it's it's so cute. <laughs> yeah,
2: and also James Bond's uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. He directed oh. that as well. Wow. Yeah um all right as usual let's jump right in with our favorite kill
0: fatality
2: what do you got missy
1: okay um so uh you know a lot of the kills in this one are done off screen which is fine like they're not like super bloody or anything like that but there's still some really good kills um i have a couple um my runner up is going to be um Doc, I think is his name, right? He's the last yes. guy standing. Okay, from the group of the six. Yeah. Um, I just like it because, you know, he gets his leg pulled on, and then you see the woman's hand. So then you get a little hint, you know, where you're like, hmm, what is this? There's a woman's hand here. Who is this person? <laughs> and then, you know, no. Um. he gets sliced, gets his neck sliced, which is pretty nice. Um, but I would say that my favorite is definitely when the killer gets killed at the very end um just because there's so much to it he gets like triggered and then he like gets all spun up in the cloth (laughs) like in the beginning um and then the captain hits him and then or captain conductor um (laughs) Conductor hits him. Captain of the train. Yeah, the train (laughs) captain. Um, So he gets hit by the conductor and then he falls out of the train into just like icy cold waters. And then the movie just ends. (laughs) (laughs) The end. (laughs) So uh, it definitely has to go to the killer just because you get so many different things in that kill.
2: It's so good. It's good. Okay. So my favorite is Eduardo. In the it's beginning, good. because, you know, he's stabbed, right? And he has the sword sticking out of his gut, which is kind of amazing. Yes. And then he's placed in front of the train, and then he's crushed, and you hear his bones
1: crushing. It's such a great way to start a movie. It really is. With some bone crushing and some sword sticking. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good.
2: But, you know, I do have a runner-up, and um, that's Mitchie uh Uh the whole scene is funny um being the little hoe she is you know (laughs) going after jackson jackson yeah it was jackson um (laughs) yeah and i love man as i called him yes yes and it's like when when choking goes wrong you know (laughs) because she's like oh this is nice and then Mm -hmm. she's like um stop safe word (laughs) But I really love it when you discover her body and her throat is slit and she's such a pretty corpse. So that's why she's runner up because she makes a very pretty corpse.
1: She does. And I love like the hand, the arm when it kind of falls out of the little, um, the little like bed, you know, I love like the reveal. Yes. The reveal is so good. So good. So good.
2: Yeah. So that's why she's my runner up. You don't, the kill is like whatever, but the reveal is beautiful.
1: It's so gorgeous and then the lead up to the kill is really yep. good too because like she doesn't know that that's not Jackson, you know, yeah. she thinks it's Jackson and he's like got his like lizard man costume hand like on. I a called leg. it alien and lizard. I called it lizard man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love it. And you know. Costume parties, perfect recipe for everything to go wrong because you can't see who anybody mm-hmm. is.
1: There's masks,
2: you don't know. Nope, do not know. You think you're talking to your friend, you're talking to a killer.
1: It yes, could be you anybody.
2: Are. Could be anybody. Exactly. That's the scariest part about Halloween. Honestly, it's not the ghosts or the demons. It is you can't see who anybody is, and they could be bad.
1: That's true. Mm-hmm.
2: You'd have no idea. Um, but I mean okay. Can I bring reality in for just a second? Oh I know okay. I'd have to. <laughs> uh what what's the guy's name? Kenny, right? Kenny's the killer? Yes. Uh-huh. Um He's a little guy. He's short. He's yes. really skinny. Um he's Jackson is, is not. Um Wouldn't you notice that that your friend or boyfriend or whatever, who you've known for quite a while, is like a foot shorter and thin? Like really thin? Good point. Yeah, I know. You would think. I'm just saying. If if Henry's dressed up as the Phantom of the Opera, and then a five-foot-four guy comes dressed to me as Phantom of the Opera trying to say he's Henry, I'm going to know... It's not Henry. <laughs> You're like, "Wait a minute. Wait a minute.
1: I'm usually I usually come to Karen
2: here on yes. 100%. I I'm just saying, you know, that is something that really really in these costume scenarios. Like not even close. It really bothered me too in what movie was it? Um Friday the, thir- the 13th part 5. Okay. Mm-hmm. The killer is supposed to be Roy the paramedic. Right. He's kind of stocky. He's thick. Yeah, thick guy. Yes, the stunt man, played by Tom Mork- Morka, who they had playing Jason most of the time, is tall and very thin. Yeah. Thin guy.
1: That's like, wait, what? Not those even aren't close. the same person. No,
2: not even close. C- can completely you know, tell. the cost.
1: Yeah, and like in this situation, like, how would that costume like fit? Yep. the same way exactly like you're saying that guy's yep. shorter that should be like little capri capris <laughs> on him Little yeah. Capris. yeah yeah so
2: that is that's something that really bothers me in this type of scenario all the time whatever it whatever movie it is it it hurts yeah me big time yeah all right um moving right along to fashion moments so many looks, <laughs> yeah, looks. <laughs> I'm just gonna groove out every time I hear that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, um, this oh, one's hard, girl. It's there's so many good
1: ones. What did you I, pick? Oh, I have so many looks on my looks. notes right now. So, <laughs> okay. Um, One of my, okay, first runners up is I'm going to say David Copperfield's whole look. You know, it's like a velvet, like, kind of, like, blazer, like, suit. It's fitted well. Like, he's rocking that look. I like it. Um, Can I
2: just say, when I was watching this uh, for this recording, I looked at him. And while I thought to myself, he's a very handsome man, mm -hmm. I'm like, who does he remind me of in this specific costume makeup hat everything clockwork orange
1: oh i could see that to me he looked like because i love um i love the Jallos, the italian horror movies oh for sure and he totally looks like totally looked like a character in a giallo movie look like he just did not not a specific one necessarily but right. he looked like he could have walked out of like a, a argento movie or something like that or like bava or something yep yep uh but that's so that's like a runner up uh-huh. i liked that look um i also thought that it was a really um I thought that it was really sweet when um, Jamie Lee Curtis, she was a pirate and like her boyfriend (laughs) was the parrot. Um, (laughs) That was adorable. Yep. Yeah, I love the parrot. (laughs) That's so awesome. I love like fun couples costumes like that, too. So that one is really, really adorable. The lizard costume is cool. But I actually think my favorite costume and my favorite look in this movie is that blue like belly dance costume. It's okay. just like really pretty. It's yeah. like the blue kind of skirt yeah. and the blue top. It's just gorgeous. Yes,
2: 100%. Um, Okay, so my runner up. This I want to say this was my winner last time, though I can't remember. My runner up was Jackson's Alien Lizard. So good. It's, it's cute. so good. <laughs> it's good. It's I kind of want loop. it. Yeah, it is a good look. Um, but my winner is an extra. Uh, Ooh. Uh, does, I don't think they have any lines. Um, I took a picture screenshot so I could show you. She's, she turns up a lot in the background. And I don't know what she is. She's wearing gold pants, a red tank top, and this really sweet top hat.
1: Oh, um, I know the her, one you're talking about. Her
2: boyfriend is wearing like a, a mask, like very kinky. Like a black mask, and it looks like she's had a leash on, on him. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, my fashion moment is her <laughs> top hat.
1: Oh, I do remember spotting that in the in a couple background scenes. Yep. Yes, that's good. She, she's very prominent in the background, and so is her boyfriend in his mask and leash.
2: Um, but no, it's the top hat. That's my that's my <sighs> winner for fashion moment. It's a good look
1: oh I love
2: it that's fun yeah I did I also notated David Copperfield's like ruffle tux and top hat and yeah I I don't know if it was his makeup that reminded me of Clockwork Orange because it's not the same costume but
1: there's something about it that was very familiar
2: it was something about it and I mean the Groucho costume is kind of brilliant it's so good and iconic for this movie too always when you think terror train you think it's that mask
1: right yeah yeah 100 all righty i also really liked i also really liked there was a bow tie i think it was pet was her name oh and yeah she had like a sparkly sequin bow tie yes that yes. was really cute too yep uh
2: best hair how's my hair <laughs> Hurricane proof. Hey, it's all about the hair. Oh, man, girl. Oh, girl. There um, were some good ones.
1: There were some good ones.
2: Oh, who was it? I don't remember the character name. I wrote it down. It. My favorite was Mary, played by Vanity. Mm-hmm. I loved her hair. Um, She's the, the one in the belly dancer costume, the blue belly dancer costume.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, her hair was great.
2: So great. And, I mean, this... Girl Vanity was a, um, a Model and a singer for the girl Group Vanity 6 So she's She was a very 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 Beautiful woman and Was a model um, Obviously for obvious reasons
1: Oh she's gorgeous Yeah mm-hmm. yep. I liked that too I think Mitchie's my favorite Yeah I just like she had really Pretty brown hair it's not like Too special or anything but I just Thought it was gorgeous really pretty she Mitchie's had great a box.
2: hair. No, it yeah. was like, some nice little curls in it. You know, I yes. love curls, right? Very yes. cute. So cute. Um. Okay. Epic line.
0: This is going to be totally epic.
2: Oh girl. Oh girl. Ooh. So the first time we did this, I had some that were great, and then I added some more, which I also loved. Now I just want to. I want to throw this in. Okay. This is not my epic line, but it reminds me how I feel about both you, Jamie and Jesse, okay? Jesse, when I gave you the lines, I just called it the friendship speech. And this is how I feel when I think about leaving either of you two. So can we just play it in honor of you guys? Hey,
0: come on you know i have to work before school starts it's gonna be real expensive shit you'll get a scholarship you always do well i don't have one yet Mary mo and you won't need one you've been talking to him again come on i am gonna miss you mm-hmm. yeah
2: oh shoot you're my only girlfriend you know that well you're my best friend you know that i am
1: gonna miss you like crazy <laughs> oh, oh no I'm just an easy cry, that's all. I can't see <laughs> me like this. Where's the girls' room on this boat anyway? Hey, you? Mm-hmm. We're always going to be friends. Yeah? Yeah! <laughs> yeah.
2: And Jesse, that is going to be me when you move. I'm just saying. I'm going to miss Aww. you like crazy. Okay.
0: <laughs> Well, I will miss you as well, but at least um, we'll have the uh, internet to keep doing these. So I'll have I'll Absolutely. be able to see you on a regular basis in that regard. But yes, right. I will miss and you honestly,
2: as well. that's true. mostly how we see each other anyway, except for a couple of times a year. But um, yeah, when you do move, and it's no longer going to be the option to see you mm-hmm. in person, I'll, whenever I want, um, is that that's going to be the scene that plays out. I'm just saying. Um, so in honor Aww. of both of you guys, I love you. Um, that's my ode to friendship for this movie to you oh,
1: um, shucks. i did excited to prepare any odes to friendship you're like I don't have one for you oh, damn it um, alright well I'll, I'll give one of mine in honor to you guys okay. but it's not as touching but um, I'll make it work I'll make it work okay, um, okay. so um,
2: I, I have two I have three okay my number three my number three line is um comes towards the beginning and it's when the the boys are talking about the girls around the bonfire and he's like look elena's nice confused but nice
0: (laughs) right ed sensitive he's probably very sensitive chicks go for the sensitive fellowship. yeah well i wouldn't mind going in your place yeah you would (laughs) wouldn't you you devil you want him to fill in for you, huh? Oh, Francis, this is true love, old man. Roucher Jackson. Look, Elena's nice. Confused, but nice.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, my number two. I think this may have been my winner when I originally did this recording with Tori, but it got bumped down to number two because I found something better, is around the same time, Anybody seen My Girlfriend? She's the one with the big caboose. Anybody seen My Girlfriend? She's the one with the big caboose. Oh, you know, train humor. Love it. Yeah. Um, my winner this time, guys, is comes from The, the Conductor. And uh, it's just so perfect. He's like, he's dead, alright. I never saw anybody so dead as that
0: there's a boy dead back there he's in the sleeper toilet he must have. i don't know what happened I, I just don't know no doubt you might well he's dead all right never saw anybody so dead as that <laughs> Love
1: that. yeah it. not not a, not something that a conductor usually deals with no,
2: they're not. Are they trained to deal with this sort of thing?
1: You know? Trained to deal. <laughs> ah! tra- I almost oh. knocked my headphones over right now.
2: <laughs> I don't want to derail this podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I nope. I don't got any more train. I train puns. I didn't prepare myself for these. <laughs> You're not trained for I'm this. I'm not trained. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, so I have three as well. Um, okay, so in this one, um, it's our magician kind of wowing. Yeah. Our our final girl here, Jamie. Yeah. Um, and you know, he's doing the tricks for her. I am also very impressed by magic. I'll just put it out there. I feel like there was a period of time where I couldn't go anywhere without somebody saying, Wanna see a magic trick? <laughs> Seriously. We'd go out like downtown and be like, Hey, do you guys want to see a magic trick? And my friends are like, Let's go. And I'm like, Yes, oh my god, yes I do. Um anyways, I wish so- I had friends. I wish I
2: Put in a situation where I heard that phrase.
1: Yeah, it was the weirdest <laughs> thing. There was a period of time where I swear to God, every time we went out, somebody wanted to show us a magic trick. It I'm was, all for it. Yeah, I was like, please, like, and magic always impresses me. Like, it just like I don't know how it works. Like, I know it's not real. I know it, but it's like, how did they just make that person levitate? Like, that is impossible. Anyway, so he's showing her the tricks, and he has the cigarette, and he's asking for her assistance. And um, she says, it'll give you cancer. And he says, it's yeah. perfect.
0: i a magician. What a great idea. Come on. Well, Thank you. Peanuts. There's a ton of peanuts. They're not hot. <laughs> They're not hot. Excuse me. Uh, could I borrow that coin you have there? Watch this. If I take your cigarette and hold it up to your quarter. It'll seem to be sticking to it. Just like that. And if we keep turning it It'll look like oh, Super so it's penetrating right? the quarter just like that <laughs> Could you uh, Take this lighter here And uh, light it up
1: It'll give you cancer
0: It's, it's effect. It's okay, okay.
1: <laughs> Cancer it's and cute. high blood pressure by the way Exactly <laughs> It's so cute though because this little flirtation Is yeah. kind of starting to grow oh, I flirt with him too he was Hot. He was hot. I liked his whole look. Like I said, that like whole suit here was rocking. Hello, David. The
2: hat. Copperfield. I'm all about the hat. It was all about the hat for me. Yes.
0: Mm. I just wanted Love to uh, I just yeah. wanted to point out from that from that scene uh with David Copperfield that um I, while I am by far no expert in the world of magic, I know how to do, like, a few of the tricks, and what's really funny about that that cigarette through the quarter trick, that's like one of the, that's that's a trick that you get in, like, your My First Magic Kit book or whatever, because all it is just a tiny little hinge on the inside of the coin, and you just push the thing through, but, and my point in saying that is that where everybody is standing in the movie while he's doing that, they're literally looking at the trick unfold, because you have to see the door open, so they're playing, like, they're literally 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 standing in the worst position as far as the magician trying to, like, you know, show that it's a trick. And I just couldn't stop laughing at that because I'm like, this is, like, the most, like, poorly positioned. And the fact that I did not know that that was David Copperfield. So the fact that we have a professional magician in a movie where he is putting himself in the worst position to actually do the trick where it would be actually effective. Actually, just I just couldn't stop laughing at that. So I just wanted to point that out when I got that line. That was very funny.
1: Oh, how Magician 101? Thanks for oh, ruining no. the trick.
0: No. Do you want me to just cut this you part out there? I
1: still think it's magic, Jesse. No. Well, you know, you know
2: what? No one is as magic as
1: Jesse is. That's true. So I'm like, if Jesse says it, then it's got to be true, because I don't know anybody more magical than Jesse. So Jesse the wizard master over here.
0: <laughs> You'd think this would be the part where I would jump in to correct you and have some kind of like humble speech, but you can keep going. That's fine.
1: Jesse. <laughs> <Box. laughs>
2: Jesse creates gold every yes. week. Jesse okay, We be you, lost I, I without magic your tricks. magic.
0: All right, let's not put too much sugar in the coffee now, but I do appreciate all of it. So <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, okay, so my my next one, uh my second one, I think it's when um I think it's when Mitchie is with um what she thinks is Jackson, and she just says, think you can manage without the flipper? <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That made me laugh. I <laughs> think uh, you could manage without the flipper. Ooh la la! Uh-huh. <laughs> Some yeah, I, I, murder is around the corner.
2: I chuckled. I laughed out loud at that. So did I. Yeah.
1: But my first line, which my favorite line, which is just really silly. I just think it's a really silly thing to say, and I'm glad that it happened. And I would watch. I think that this would be an appropriate movie title for this as well. And I guess I'll dedicate it to you guys since I don't have a friendship uh, speech to offer. So, in honor of both of you guys, because I love you so much, my favorite <laughs> line is bad choo-choo.
0: <laughs> Dead drunk, that's what he is. Whoops.
1: Damn kids.
0: How about that Oops.
1: Bad. <laughs> <Choo-choo>. <laughs> she's just stumbling down them train hall when he's like lush and i love it you know and she's just living her life bad choo choo i have a fun
2: fact uh, about the title of this movie can i t- a bad choo choo no but i love that <laughs> it could be <laughs> that could be the the spoof version yes
0: <laughs> I would okay watch that. so
2: according to the internet you know so but the idea from t- for Terror Train came from a dream that Daniel Grotnik had uh, one night after seeing the films Halloween and Silver Streak he woke up and said to his wife what do you think about putting the movie Halloween on a train and his wife answered that's terrible so <laughs> he noted terrible train
1: oh And then he wrote
2: a little treatment for it and um, changed the title to Terror Train. So according to this, this was pretty much the original working title of it. And, you know, a lot of times the movies will change their title before they get released. According to to what I'm reading here, it was Terrible Train and then Terror Train and that's it. Mm. But Bad Choo Choo is also
1: good. (laughs) I like it. <laughs> um Menacing, I honestly you know, bad choo-choo, yeah, scary. <laughs>
2: um, sorry. <laughs> I want to make a note because jamie, you're you're a desert girl, so you know about heat, not cold. I do. Um, in uh, the beginning, you know, they're all huddled around the bonfire, and they're going through, I guess an initiation, and whoever gets laid gets to stop wearing their beanie their Mm -hmm. hat right it's really cold outside guys it's really really cold out it's like really cold like bad so i'm wondering if perhaps maybe they didn't care for getting laid just to keep the beanie on for warmth
1: i was just gonna say i think in that situation i may be like "Mm, can i just not get laid and stay warm right i mean this was filmed in
2: montreal in
1: december Oh my goodness! It's fucking cold. <laughs> That's yeah. No, mm-mm. right. My pants would be staying on.
2: <laughs> pants and hat and hat.
1: I and just scarf that... and sweater and second sweater and third sweater.
2: Yeah, I just thought that was really really funny. Um, I made a note for that. Um, and I also loved when, in the um, <laughs> in in the Initial prank. Um, they told Jamie Lee that you're the best bait we have. And I'm like, Wow, I'm bait.
1: I know. And I would be like, oh, thank you. Yeah. No,
2: so no, so funny. So funny. Um, okay. Oh, okay. My notes are so out of order right now. So if I forget something or miss something. I got you yeah remind me of it we did best hair already let's talk about our cast real quick okay yeah all right so um a lot of these people i've not seen before or i've seen very very little of. same right which is cool of course we all know and we all love our our star jamie lee jlc jlc
1: she Spe- is such a good final girl in this. Oh, she my God. Is.
2: She's a good final girl in everything. Everything. Speaking of the holidays, because it is the holidays, one of my most favorite holiday movies is Christmas with the Cranks.
1: So cute. Starring JLC. I know. Mm-hmm. I love her non-horror stuff, too. Oh, yeah. She's so good.
2: She's she so good. good. She's so good. Trading Places is, is a holiday favorite as well
1: definitely for us and we share a name so of course you know, it, it, that used to be the thing is people would be like I'd be like they're like what's your name and I'm like Jamie and they're like huh like Jamie Lee Curtis and I'm like thank you thank you
2: I, she's I the have best. a best I have a co-worker um at the restaurant right now her name is Blair mm-hmm. and I was like what like Blair Underwood <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, actually, yeah. <laughs> she she's such a baby. She said that um she, she jikes to joke that she was named after the Blair Witch project because it came out the same year she was born, and I'm like, nineteen ninety nine, huh? Oh I'm
1: old. <laughs> I have a friend named Garth, and um the first time I met Garth I said, Party on, Garth and he was like, Ugh. At least it wasn't Garth Brooks. Thank you. And I was like, oh, I didn't even think of Garth Brooks. Nice. Well, you know where my 902 and 11 heart will go.
2: Oh, uh sure. (laughs) I'm just saying.
1: Yes.
2: (laughs) So, party on is better than either of those for a guy. mm -hmm, Yep. (laughs) Unless you really love country music and then Garth Brooks all the way. I did
1: used to love him when I was little. Garth Brooks my mom, or your yes. friends. Um all, I love my friend just in general, but um yeah, Garth Brooks, when I was little, my mom, like my mom was really into that like country pop movement oh, yeah. in the nineties. And okay. so I was really into it too. So okay. Leanne Rhimes and Brooks and Dunn and Shania Twain, all of those folks.
2: You know, I'm I'm not a huge country fan. I'm not. I I love me some Patsy Klein, of course. I love Patsy so much. In that country pop era of the mid to late 90s there's this one young thing that came onto the scene and she was just as cute as a button kind of like you and her name was lila mccann did you ever hear her
1: no i might recognize a song or two but i don't think so she was just a dorps i will totally send you a video Um, yeah please do
2: yeah uh when i was watching mtv back then she had a great little video which i had really enjoyed um she was fantastic though um but yeah, so shout out to Blair. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to convince Blair to come on to the show. She thinks it'd be really fun, but she seems oh. kind of shy. She's, well, shout
1: out, Blair. Right. You should join us and have some fun.
2: Oh, my God. So we were rolling silverware last night at the restaurant. And I said, come on, roll silverware with, with me and talk horror. She goes, Aww. cool. And um, we talked about Sinister, and we talked about all these things. And Terrifier is one of her favorites, apparently. And so... Yeah, we were bonding over silverware and horror.
1: <laughs> yeah, girl. That
2: is cute. That is really cute. We have to have her on. Yeah, no, she's she's seriously the best. And much like you, cute as a button. Like, adorable. Love her so much. I have Aww. some really, really good coworkers at this restaurant job. I enjoy, I can genuinely say that I enjoy everybody that I have worked with, which is rare. Very rare. That's so
1: important. Mm-hmm
2: we spend so rare. much
1: time at work, you know, it's mm-hmm. important to kind of at least kind of get along with co-workers. But when yeah. you do actually get along with your co-workers, yeah. it's like so awesome. Even the cooks
2: are nice and not grumpy and not sleazy because um, I came from an environment that was super sleazy. Oh, uh, I worked in environments like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and super creepy and really mean too. So it was uh-huh. um, it, the restaurant environment you know. Right. Uh, but yeah, so I love I love my my coworkers. They're all wonderful and mm-hmm. I I genuinely don't ever get to say that ever. Like where everyone you come across is great. It's, That's awesome. It doesn't happen. It's so weird. So it it's, it's a really great little place to be. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, but let's talk about our cast. Uh moving back on. I derailed again. Haha. <laughs>
1: let's get uh, this train back on
2: track train back on track uh jlc our our hero we love her we yes. love her love her um hart brockner played doc mm-hmm. oh you know he's one of the ones that i have seen quite often later such as carrie from 2013 mm-hmm. urban legend final cut Yep. Yeah. um he directed several episodes of NCIS New Orleans, by the way. Huh. And he also directed High School High with John Lovitz. Oh, okay. And he also directed PCU with Jeremy Piven. I haven't seen that one. Going way back. Going into the way back <laughs> machine now. But um, he also was in Mr. Destiny, which my mom loves, and Die Hard, mm-hmm. which is a Christmas movie. You yes, know. it is. Uh, it so totally yeah. is. Yeah, so I mean, he's great. Um, ben Johnson played Carney. Uh, did not
1: see him a lot. He was very big in Westerns. I saw that. He was like with some huge Western stars too, like huge. John Wayne, really big names. Oh, yeah,
2: and was in shows like The Wild Bunch and Gunsmoke and Bonanza yeah. and tons of other Westerns. Um, also, Angels in the Outfield. <laughs> angels
1: in the outfield i haven't even thought of that movie in fucking ages yep oh shit where it's like there's angels in that outfield (laughs) (laughs) shit oh my god i forgot all about that movie i forgot it totally existed but i loved that movie thank you (laughs) (laughs) um
2: oh derek mckinnon played kenny you know he was um professional Transvestite. Oh okay Professional Drag Queen. Awesome. Oh, uh, when he got hired for this. And so most of his film stuff was kind of in that realm, like the movie Hairdresser and and stuff like that. Family Motel and Known Dimensions. He didn't do a lot of screen, but he was more stage. Awesome. Um I love drag. BC right, me too. Yeah, I just watched some... Hairspray last night and I was like, Oh
1: Divine. I know. Loved loved you. Loved I know. you i know we have some great um we have some great drag performers in tucson wonderful drag queens and kings i was a backup dancer in a drag king pageant oh
2: yeah you no know, um um who was it uh alex my friend alex that we had on for nightmare yeah. on elm street part two he did a one-man drag show he had a whole character He's- it was great oh that's awesome Good, it used to be on YouTube, but I don't think it is anymore. But it was so much fun, Aww. loved it. Um, Sandy Curry played Mitchie. Michelle, the best friend. Mm-hmm. She only had 11 roles, Terror Train was her first role, but then oh. she went on to do Curtains. Yep, yeah, girl, Curtains. No, um, uh, Timothy Weber played Mo. This dude did a lot.
1: I don't know if I recognized him from anything I took a peek he did do a lot of stuff yeah so I did recognize him from a few select
2: things which I love um he had 142 credits so that's a lot it is a lot honestly in his span of credits I don't recognize him from a lot but I I want to explore more of that he was in a Christmas movie that I own with my friend Elias was in it um One Magic Christmas uh hmm. friday the series okay and the exorcist series from 2016
1: which i still haven't seen
2: it's good it's decent okay. um and then there's this one movie called one last dance it stars patrick swayze and he actually co-stars with his real life wife who's also a dancer Aww. the ballet movie oh yeah love that movie by the way i um, have to check that out it's so good and patrick swayze dancing especially in his original training of ballet
1: i love that with
2: his wife that was also a ballerina it was pretty great it really was um timothy weber wasn't that uh anthony sherwood played jackson so he had 81 credits including some
1: of those hallmark type Christmas movies I love. I saw a lot of them on the list where I said, oh, I bet are seen at least, like, half of these. <laughs> or at yes, least a few. <laughs> that's a fact. <laughs> and uh, also Honey, that dance movie. <laughs> I, I, yep, I saw that. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I've seen and, Honey.
2: <laughs> yeah, and Scanners. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I talked about our Killer Party B-Boy already earlier. Yes. And Vanity the Model. Played mm-hmm. Mary, the other friend. Uh, and I told you about her musical group, Vandy Six. Yeah. She was also in a Tales from the Crypt episode titled Dead Weight. It starred Whoopi Goldberg. It's pretty good.
1: Ooh. It's
2: like a, it's, it's one of the voodoo episodes. I love the voodoo episodes.
1: I love anything
2: voodoo typically. Yeah. And then, I mean, the last one I have is David Copperfield is playing the magician, which is a <laughs> stretch. But uh, this was his only acting role
1: where he's playing somebody else, yeah. not playing himself. Interesting. I wonder if they, like, I wonder how that came to be. They were like, hey, we have the magician. Let's get David Copperfield to do it. And he was like, why not? I've never done that before, like played a character. Let's do it. And then he did it. And he was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm just going to stick to magic. Yeah. I'm playing myself. Yep. But really, like when he makes that lady levitate, I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he does it. And I also like his little like I like his whole performance. He kind of dances in it. I counted it on my dance list, my dances of horror. There's a lot of dances of horror in this one.
2: There's a lot of dances. And you know what, though? (laughs) It was really funny because I thought of you also because Hallway Delight. I mean. Train hallway delight. I wrote literally wrote those words. (laughs) Yeah, in a different way. Like, yeah, it's not a normal hallway. If there's ever a place that has hallways up the wazoo, it's
1: on a train. Oh, my God. Yeah, I wrote lots of notes about that and I just said train hall. Train hall bonanza. (laughs) (laughs) If you're looking where they're walking through hallways, and it's dark at times. And there's splashes of color at times. Terror train.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh.
1: anything else you want to add on our cast? Um, no. Other than again, like I haven't, I've seen some of them in a couple things, right. but um, I haven't seen a lot out of a lot of these people. Especially Jamie Lee Curtis's performance, and this is really great. Again, oh, just Final naturally. Girl props very experienced fine girl yes. she knows what she's doing she will stab you in the eye with a letter spear like a, that male spear thing you literal bite. fight <laughs> you know it was one of those things where you spear yes. the. yeah oh got
2: it got it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yep we have this at the restaurant mm-hmm. <laughs> we i call i just call it the stabby thing and uh, that works for this movie <laughs> Appropriate. Very. Alrighty. Um, Moving along to music. Oh, God. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. So,
1: (laughs) that band. Can I just say, yes, please. We love when we get a live band in a horror movie. There was like a girl bassist up there at 1.2, which is perfect and awesome, and I loved it. I uh, loved it. So, I
2: mean, I made notes on this in my original recording, and I pulled them up because I just loved it so much. Um, the band's name is Crime. Nice. Badass. I can't find any information on Crime that available. Um, I don't know if this band was invented for the movie or if they were already a thing. Maybe they were a local band. Oh. But I loved them they were like a mellow rock band and also some dance music i really loved the i just want your funky love song and then they had a slow dance song too the funky love song was my favorite it was so good it was so good (laughs) i love them i want this soundtrack with the music from crime
1: i do that'd be awesome somebody i hope hope they're still playing shows i mean i that'd be really cool to put together a concert of like bands that were featured in horror movies. Yep. And we'd have yep. to put them, we'd have to put these guys on the stage for sure. Right. I don't know who headline, but maybe Alice Cooper. But <laughs> I just think he's enough of a horror person where we could, we could have Alice Cooper as the headliner.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> um, so our score was composed by John Mills Um It's very orchestral score. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if any of you guys heard this, but in the beginning-ish, there's this really sweet scene where the conductor's talking to, like, the secretary. I love that moment. It was so cute, right? It was very sweet and cute. Um, I swear, in my head, I heard in the background, someday my prince will come.
1: Ooh, I'll have to re-listen.
2: Please tell me I'm right, guys, because it would just make my day, because it was very soft of an... It was orchestration, so it wasn't like it was
1: a song with the words, but I was singing along to it. Okay, well I'll have to give it another listen. If it's not if it's not there, your mind created a very appropriate score for that yeah. scene.
2: <laughs> yeah, you have you guys have to listen to this and tell me if I'm right or if I'm wrong. I won't be heard if I'm wrong, but in my head I heard someday my prince will come. And Sunday. now the rest of oh, us will hear it blah, 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 blah. Heads too. Yeah, so good, so so good. Oh, oh, I I love the the music in this movie. I love the band and I love the score. What Me you? too. <laughs>
1: I, yeah, I mean that's basically all I kind of wrote to. You. Um, I said that there were some some moments where the music was very like beautiful mystery tunes is what I wrote because it's definitely like a mystery it kind of reminds me of like classic like murder on the orient express but like a horror version yeah you know what I mean because there's all these red herrings there's this little mystery unfolding and um yeah some of the music it's very like mystery and I liked that it's good you know it goes along with the magic of it all
2: yeah it does I love the music playing when he was doing his magic tricks too like you said it was
1: good. His was, whole show was like, I would watch that.
2: Oh yeah. For sure. Oh. Alright. Um, prop we would like to own.
1: That's right, no other props. Not a single other prop. Ha. Ooh, I had some struggles with this because there were multiple things I liked. I only had one. Go for it.
2: Doc's head. <laughs> I think it's Doc, the Doc one that loses his head. Where the head rolls yep. off like the shelf. Doc too.
1: That's the one I want. I want that head. Oh, that is quite a lovely piece for the head collection. Yes, I approve. It is. I approve. It would go perfectly on my shelf of heads. Yes. <laughs> I feel like there's a perfect spot for it. Just waiting. Guys, just picture
2: Return to Oz. And the whole Kate room of, of heads that
1: she just switches out for herself, that's what that's what I aspire to have in my home. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. This is part of the reason we're friends, because yeah. I would love that. <laughs> Head collection. I would like a similar motif in my house. Um, man, there was some good stuff in here. Several masks that I really liked. Um, the masks
2: were great. The costumes were great.
1: They were, if I could just have like the whole set of costumes, I mean, I, I would feel good about, that. I would be satisfied with that. <laughs> um, I also liked the pledge beanies. They looked com- comfy yes um need to get you one of those for your trip to chicago in the winter time i'm bringing my beanie with me and i should bring a double beanie for that a beanie for on top of my beanie because my my little nose is gonna be so red you're gonna die um, bitch i seriously looked at the weather on my phone and i was like it's defective it's broken my phone is broken the weather's broken that is not that's definitely not what it is there that's like 20 degrees colder than it is here can i just tell you, bring extra socks. Uh huh. I have special.
2: I have special warm socks. I'm yes. bringing too. Layers, 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 and I have some extra
1: mittens if you need some mittens. Yes, please. <laughs> I live in Arizona. I live in Tucson. My idea of wearing clothes is like this little hoodie. Yes. So <laughs> you know you don't need to buy
2: gloves just for the, just for your trip. I have extra mittens just for you. Perfect. Perfect.
1: <laughs> um, okay. I I'm stuck between two props, though. Maybe you can help me somewhere. Okay. I'd okay. Be happy to um so i i love that these guys are so into like like detached body parts they think it's so funny it's so good and they're real body parts because they're medical students yeah and so they like they're so into body parts they just think it's so hilarious like every turn every chance they get to like just whip out a detached body part they go for it so I really like the finger in the box. Yes. They have the little box and it's got the finger. I think it's like supposed to be a cigarette case or something. And then you open it and there's a finger in it. And it's like, ooh. Um, it's between that and then um, there's the card trick that David Copperfield does where he, he gets, has Doc's name on it. Mm-hmm. And then there's the knife sticking through it. And I'd like that. Yeah, like the playing card with Doc's name with the knife through it. So it's yeah. between one of those—the finger in the box or the the card with his name and the knife.
2: You know, as someone who loves body parts, I got to go with the finger in the box just because it had a very nice um, presentation. presentation. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. and also how it was guys. presented when they offered it to someone was, "Do you want a joint?" Yes, and they hand it. him a finger joint. Yes kind of great
1: which makes it even better yeah so okay that's the prop for me then yeah pretty funny gotta be that gotta <laughs> be that. that i mean to every party every especially trained parties if i can't
2: own and take home david copperfield you know i'll have to take the head <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know i David Copperfield perform, perform is that what you call it? Or like, yeah. you go to a magic show? It's a performer. Okay. Um, I, I consider to... <laughs> it like a concert or a play, honestly. <laughs> it is. It is. When I went to Vegas when I was like 18 or 17 with my, I was 18 because it was an adult show. Like, you had to be 18. Yeah. So it was like me and my aunt went and saw David Copperfield and he's like, yeah. he like made stuff disappear and like <laughs> made things float. Again, we were way back, so I didn't see his little right. tricks. I didn't see how they operated, but I'm mean, going I was amazed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Loved it. No, I love going to see a magic show. It, it, it really just fun. it makes me smile and I, I'm not trying to figure out how they did it. Um, kind of like when I'm watching movies a lot of time I'm not trying to actively figure out who the killer is. I'm just along for the ride. Mm-hmm. And I'll figure it out when I figure it out. I just yeah. like to just relax and chill, not try to think about it too much. I'm the same way with magic. I just want to relax and enjoy the presentation of the show.
1: I just get carried away with like the amazement and the excitement. Like I don't like reasonable, logical thinking just leaves me. Good. You know, I see it and I'm like, whoa, that person is floating in midair. Good. How is this possible? the point i think he made a car disappear or something he made something (laughs) large disappear and i still have no idea where it went oh there
2: was one episode of diagnosis murder about a magic show (laughs) i'm not even kidding and and someone was like revealing all the tricks you know Mm -hmm. and so he he was a target a bunch of these magicians were trying to kill him it was good it was a good episode i like
1: that episode (laughs) good magic in that episode (laughs) I like uh, I like getting that like inner that like peek into the inter yep. world of yep. magicians and it is it is scary. <laughs> They'll kill you <ya>, for sure.
2: <laughs> All righty. Let's see here. What are we missing? Um, ooh, special effects.
0: They're not going to show this, are they? Oh, my God. They're going to show it. Ah, talk about your shock and terror.
2: I love our effects in this, even though they were simple.
1: Yeah. Right? They were loved, simple.
2: Loved them. I especially loved when Kenny dies um, and he falls to his death. You hear that? It's a, it's a sound
1: effect. You hear this, like, sickening
2: thud. It's great. Yeah. So good.
1: That is a good sound. I wrote gross bod, that body that they put in the prank. Ah, you know when like he opens the bed curtains and there's that body i just wrote gross bod i liked it (laughs) but it's okay so it's funny because when i wrote my special effects notes first um like my cleaned up version i hadn't actually looked at our cast yet so i didn't actually realize that that was david copperfield yet right so for special effects i had wrote magic show levitation and then i'm like that wasn't a special effect that was actual magic because it was david copperfield you're like that wasn't a special effect that was him (laughs) yeah so i was like oh cross that out because that was just that was just david copperfield doing his levitation thing that was just david being david i thought it was a special effect It was magic actually
2: (laughs) oh god you're so funny um magic i do i do too (laughs) i'd
1: be Uh, the worst magician dude because i'd do the trick and then i'd be like whoa shit where did it go i made it disappear where'd it go how do i get it back or like hey i saw the lady in half
0: Do you guys see that shit? That actually worked. I can actually believe that Jamie would be (laughs) capable of doing a magic trick that she herself did not realize how she did it. I can totally (laughs) believe that.
2: She's like, wait,
1: that actually worked? Whoa. (laughs) Because, you know, I'd be getting, you know, I would be, I'd probably be using my startup kit, like you said, Jesse. I I would start with the (laughs) beginning you know and then i'd be like whoa i managed that trick with this like beginner's magic kit like come on i'd be yeah i'd be a horrible magician oh my god you're so cute (laughs) (laughs) no you would be an entertaining
2: magician because we'd all be on board with you
1: yeah it would actually they would book it as like a comedy show Yes. (laughs) but there's magic in it but it's a comedy show oh my god it's true it's true
2: (laughs) all right okay uh cinematography oh i'm sorry did you have any more effects notes nope that's okay so i thought all right cinematography so our cinematographer for this one is john alcott he died very young he died mm-hmm. in 1986 at only 55 years old of a heart wow. attack which is i mean no pun intended heartbreaking like what that's so young it my is. husband's only three years younger than that it's it's just like what Mm -hmm. um speaking of a clockwork orange he also did cinematography for clockwork orange
1: oh wow there we go yeah and the shining oh hey yeah some big ones for sure
2: on his last credit it's a movie that henry really loves no way out i've seen that it's um kevin costner and sean young okay and a bunch of other people that you've seen before um it's like a thriller mystery situation. It's, it's really good. Um, oh. It's a, more of a drama thriller than a horror thriller.
1: Okay. You know? But like it's
2: very exciting. There's some spy mm-hmm. espionage. It's good. That was his last credit. He died before it came out. Fortunately, he never got to see it. But we own it on DVD and his work will live on. But Clockwork Orange and the Shining legendary movies Mm -hmm. right there so he worked with the man the man stan you know Uh, yeah
1: (laughs) what were your thoughts on our cinematography well as we said um train hall bonanza the hallway shots are really gorgeous um i i like you know Sometimes you'll see like the entryway to another compartment and like there's light in that entryway and the, the hall that they're in or the compartment they're in is dark. Like it's really pretty how that looks. Um, I actually love in the beginning after we've gotten our little prank scene our introduction scene, and they go into the credits, it's like a dark screen and then like a wind, like uh, a bay door kind of opens. You have the train very yeah. pretty. All the train shots were gorgeous. I love trains. So Uh, lots to like and then I also wrote um, hazy romantic lights there's some Mm -hmm. like kind of hazy lighting in it that gives everybody a very like romantic kind of feel almost and I liked that too
2: yeah I had a note in here on the lighting
1: I liked the lighting in particular
2: Okay, so again internet but according to an interview with John Alcott He devised a unique method of lighting for this movie. Obviously, they shot in real train cars. They weren't, obviously, running real train cars, so they were not sets. So it was a very small space to shoot Mm -hmm. in, right? Which is why we get our beautiful hallway to light. He apparently rewired the entire train and mounted individual dimmers on the exterior of the cars to sort of cast some light in, right? Wow. And... He used a variety of bulbs with different wattages so he can control them um, and how they looked and the hue they would give. He uh, also used sometimes, uh, they called it medical lights, but these little like pen lights when they want to oh, like, sure. look down your throat, in your eyes, whatever. He used those to sort of light the actor's faces a little bit underneath. That's brilliant. Very creative lighting on this movie for what I'm sure was a low budget.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah. So I just wanted to bring that up since we were talking about the lighting.
1: That is so fucking cool. I hope it's true. It's the internet. I hope it's true, too. I hope it's true. It it makes sense. It does, because it kind of looks like that. Like, Mm -hmm. if I visualize... I haven't had one of those light things in my face like in a while but i, c- I can imagine that that's how that would look
2: when i got my glasses i did <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> and it definitely makes sense for me
1: yeah it's cool it's wow what a creative idea like that must have had its unique challenges like working in a train yep yep kind
2: of tight space very tight spaced very very tight space yes um, anything else you want to add on cinematography
1: no just I liked it you know it ha- it, it looks like it was well we'll get to that but um, it, it, it's good I like the lighting especially to me that's where this movie really shines and just all those sorry that's all I got to say on that Then <laughs> that's where the movie
2: shines yep <laughs> you're so funny today more than normal
1: I know. Well, it's because we, you guys, you guys started off with this train, the train puns, <laughs> you
2: know. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. All right. Uh, aging.
1: It is definitely an. It's definitely an eighties movie.
2: Definitely nineteen eighty. <laughs> Clothes, the hair, the no technology, the train. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, definitely 80s. Time, time capsule. capsule. <laughs> uh. oh,
1: we are on one
2: today. Oh, on we're a train. On one, We're on one every day. That's we are true. in sync all the time. We're it on like a hundred. <laughs> uh pacing. Oh, pacing's good. It is good. It's it kicks right off with a with a bang with a practical joke. I mean, it's
1: great. Yes. I like when we have like kind of like an intro scene before the credits too. Yeah. I, love I always that. like that. Um, so I liked that and then I mean it it pretty much just ends after the killer dies, which I like too. <laughs> like you said, it ends right away. Yep. He splashes into the water like you know, his body floats down the water a little bit and then it's done. Yeah, it's done. Um Twist.
0: No, that's not an idea. That's a twist.
2: Oh, it's so twisty. It's so There's twisty lots. in the sense that, I mean, he keeps changing costumes. And at one point, you even doubt, like, you, you think it's the magician. Yep. Mm-hmm. Even though you think it's Kenny. And then, oh, no, never mind. It's actually the magician because they keep alluding to the magic and the yep. trick. Trick. And then, oh, no, never mind. Magician dead. And yep, it's he's dead. Kenny. Yes, mm-hmm. he dead. So, and it's Kenny after all. So, it's so twisty. It's full of red herrings. I love it. It really
1: is. It really is. I just love the reveal. So It's good. satisfying. Oh, yeah. Because, like, you know, throughout it, yeah, we're getting these red herrings, and it's like a Scooby-Doo episode, you know, where you're like, it's that guy. And then you're like, no, wait, can't be him. It's this person. And then you get the actual reveal. Yes. Yes, 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 yes,
2: yes, 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 Agreed. Um. The
0: scary (laughs) we are
2: laughing (laughs) I laugh so hard it's scary you know when I was talking to Blair last night about horror movies she goes oh this movie scared me so much and I'm like I don't get scared (laughs)
1: actually like so at the coffee shop where i go to in the morning um the lady because the same lady's always working the same baristas are typically there for sure so we know each other um and she knows i love horror because i have my purse and uh you know sometimes i'll have horror thing horror mask on or something like that and uh she's like she told me one day she's like man, I heard of this movie on Netflix apparently like nobody can get through it because it's so scary and it's called <laughs> this, Veronica. And I was like, oh yeah, I saw it. Got through it. Oh, no She's problem. like, I had a feeling you probably did, but I had to ask you because if anybody has watched it, it's you. And I was like, Psh,
2: it was good. It wasn't scary. You're like, easy peasy.
1: <laughs> Give me something challenging here. Come on.
2: You're like, whatever. Oh, Blair said it was so funny because Blair loves her some Terrifier, right? And uh-huh. she said that her roommates, uh, at the time did not like scary movies and she was watching Terrifier and she, you know, let it lull her to sleep. As mm-hmm. you know, as I often we, we do. all do with our mm-hmm. horror films. And her <laughs> roommates came in right as the 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 dawn kill was happening and they're like, Oh my god, <laughs>
1: and uh, she goes what this is what everyone sleeps to right exactly i had a lady who um i was standing in line at the store and this lady with her daughter um she looked my way and i had my terrifier purse with art the clown on it and i just hear her say to her young daughter oh that is so creepy and then they sped away (laughs) and i gave like like a little smile but it's like, it's okay. It's just a purse. You gave her the art clown inside the pizza place smile. I did. Exactly. (laughs) Actually, I had a coworker when I first started wearing it. Um, I always get comments on it. Sometimes people love it and they say, that's so awesome. Like when I did this tattoo story for work, all Mm -hmm. the tattoo guys were like, dude, I would wear that purse. Like, that is awesome. Where did you get it? And I'm like, I know you want this purse, Mike. I know. Um, but, um, first brought into the office one of my co-workers was like oh that's scary and I said thanks that's the plan
2: <laughs> that's the whole idea exactly
1: thanks <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh yeah good stuff um yeah not, not so scary this movie but you know honestly I don't like being stuck uh stranded anywhere so I guess having the idea of being out in the middle of nowhere with no help coming is kind of scary for me but as far as the movie itself goes not scary of course it's just a fun time
1: i have some transportation terrors so that part's a little scary planes trains and automobiles they can be kind of scary sometimes so i'm like yeah trains i have i have um yeah
2: i guess trains would be included in it i have like road trip anxiety yeah you know because I have a fear my biggest fear well not my biggest but a fear I have that is realistic is being stranded for example in the desert or somewhere with no cell service right like fairy hills have eyes
1: mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm. um the remake obviously so it's like that that is a fear of mine so that could have totally happen on a train trip because it goes through mountains and stuff yeah And, of course, in 1980, you didn't have cell phones. Mm -hmm. So, yeah.
1: Um, Story. Oh, it's a a great story. Like, I mean, I I think it's like just kind of your classic, like, like killer at a party, Mm -hmm. you know? But, like, putting it onto a train is a really fun little twist on that. Oh, it's a great twist. I
2: loved the backstory that they tried to do, again, with the prank stuff, mm-hmm. but they tried to really give you the backstory on these people and their friendships and their relationships
1: with each other. I love that too. I did too. Yeah, you really get the sense that they're friends, for sure. Or
2: they're not. Like, or she they're really not. Yeah. Doc, you really hated
1: Doc. It's know? true. Yeah. Because he was so, a
2: dick. Yeah, he was pretty much a dick. Hey. Anyway, Doc and who is it? Mo, the yeah.
1: boyfriend? Mm hmm.
2: They had a little bromance going.
1: They did. There were moments, you know, watching <laughs> yeah. it again. Because it's been a while since I've rewatched this one. So there were moments where I'm just sitting there like, kiss him, kiss him. <laughs> I
2: was too. Especially in that one moment when... I think I know the one. They're very
1: close. Their faces Al- are
2: close. Yeah. Elena's mad at him because they were in cahoots with each other. Because they're friends and she doesn't like Doc right mm-hmm. anymore. And... <laughs> Lena's mad, and so they're talking about it. And he's like, "Well, if she doesn't forgive you, no worries. You just you still
1: have me." And it was it was very much like, "Uh, like that's what he wanted all along is to get right? her, like, so that
2: he are you in the closet?" Like it was very much like, "Wait a second, you know," because it wasn't just the words he said. Because I say things like that to my girlfriends,
1: sure, sure, but no, it's it was not... the
2: look. It's not like that. It's Luke. Mm -hmm. He was giving him bedroom eyes.
1: He was. And I will say Doc is a dick, but he has got very dreamy eyes. Oh, yeah. So, you know. I think Doc is one of those people, if he lived, if
2: this was real life, if he was a real person, I think he would be one of those people. He is a jerk in high school. He was a jerk in college. But I think he would shape up to be a good person in his like, 30s and forties, I think he would like grow out of it.
1: Okay, so maybe he'd be trying to redeem himself a little bit. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he'd start like a nonprofit or something.
2: Right. No, I think he would grow out of it and and get it together. He was just he's still in his immature phase right now. But yeah. no, he was well, not him... anymore. He's dead now. Well, yeah, he's dead now. <laughs> like I said, if he survived, but he was giving him serious bedroom eyes for a second there, and I'm like, wait a second.
1: There's multiple times it happens. I'm like, what? I was like
2: they have a thing. I'm just honestly, saying. I
1: if I could, if I could make any changes to the movie, they would end up happily ever after. And you know, um, he would live. He would change his ways. They would live happily ever after. But that would I yeah. I kind of like the unhappy endings. Now that I think about it, so Meh.
2: that's a really good remake idea. Mm-hmm. Instead okay. of the final Jamie Lee girl, them yeah. <laughs> I'm just just spitballing now. Um, Did I get everything before I go on to the movie rating? I think I covered everything. That's everything. Cool. All right. Overall movie rating.
0: And the winner is? Well,
2: this is a classic. There are not a lot of New Year's movies. There aren't. Which is why we're doing this one again so soon. So I think... I think I'm going to go ahead and give this one a good solid seven.
1: Yeah. Seven is actually my rating as well. Yeah. Seven. It's a solid seven. If I were just looking at it as like a New Year's horror movie, because there's not many, it might be a little higher. It might be like an eight. But again, there's yeah. not many to choose from. Okay. But so for me, it's a solid seven, just in general.
2: Four New Year's movies. Bloody New Year, which is uh-huh. not really a New Year's movie, but it is, but it's not. I mean, yep. it's weird. Um, New Year's Evil. Yep. This one. Any others that come to your mind right now? Is Killer Party New Year's? No, no, it's April Fool's Day.
1: April Fool's,
2: but yeah. it does feel like New Year's for it me. It does. I but no.
1: don't think so. It's another
2: April. It's another holiday that's not Halloween where they're dressing up in costumes, exactly, which is so good because this one did that too. It's not a Halloween party, but they're in costumes. Exactly. <gasps> You know what? Back to Trading Places. They did that in Trading Places too. A train and costume party.
1: Oh, hey. Wow. That's also, cool Jamie, for Lee Jamie Lee. Movie. Yeah. Moving it
2: back around. Yep, mm. yep. 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 Yeah. So, guys, if you can think of any more New Year's holiday horror movies, let us know because we're struggling. We want some more. Those are the
1: only three I can think of. So. Yeah. I'm. I'm digging deep, and I can't. Yep. Yeah, I can't think of any other ones. Nope. So, yeah, let us know, please. Give us, give
2: us some recommendations for New Year's horrors. Oh, mm-hmm. Um, I have fun facts. I have a lot of fun facts on this one. Which That's a
1: fact, Jack. That's a fact, fact,
2: Jack. So many fun facts, guys. Okay. So uh, I said some of these already. Um apparently and jesse mentioned this earlier david copperfield said that this was a very difficult movie to film because he didn't want to give away his magic tricks to everybody so like the obviously jesse talked about the quarter magic trick scene but the other tricks he said that he had to be very careful not to give away the tricks and the angles and stuff like that um The opening bonfire scene was the last scene that was shot. The train was rocked back and forth on a rig inside of a warehouse to simulate the train locomotion movements.
1: And you do see the actors like swaying throughout a lot
2: of it. Mm -hmm. It was very realistic. I really felt this train was moving. I did too. Yeah. So that was done very, very well. Uh, Ooh, the temperature was so cold. One night that they were filming, the cameras completely froze—just
1: froze. Oh my god, that must be like so cold. I didn't even know that was possible. Exactly, Miss Arizona. (laughs) Oh
2: wow. (laughs) Oh, I don't like that. You're like me, no likey. (laughs) I Um, do not need to know
1: that that is possible. That that, is
2: cold. That is a thing. Um, Filmed in Montreal, as I said. And their shooting days started at six PM every night, so this was completely a night shoot, no day shoots at all. Wow. Um, the observation car of this train that they used is restored at an Arizona Railway Museum in Chandler. Oh, okay. Where's Chandler? Chandler in comparison to where you are? Do you know?
1: Chandler's about like, um, like it's like Phoenix area. Okay. Um, so it's like two hours ish. That's not bad give or take yeah mm-hmm. so next time you head that way go to the museum and see the am gonna car. have to so i can see the terror train car okay yes. that's cool i wouldn't normally go to chandler really or phoenix unless there was a reason oh, there uh, you go. <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> um, tucson just... rules there's a rivalry between our two cities oh so. yeah tucson rules phoenix sucks Def- no no definitely. no hate to
2: any phoenix people phoenix is fine one of my one of the attorneys I work for moved to Phoenix, and he's working remote. But no, he lives oh. in Phoenix now. And, and a huge city. One of my skating coaches, uh, my skating coach friends, moved to Phoenix, and he's yeah. now coaching out there now too.
1: Phoenix is actually in the top ten um, cities population wise, and like land wise it's, okay. it's literally like a big city and um yeah i didn't know that but i just found that out recently i don't know if it was in the last census or what but uh yeah phoenix is one of the top 10 biggest population wise cities never would have thunk it yep. yeah it's big it's big uh this was filmed in
2: november and december of 1979 Ooh. cold 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 <laughs> this is a remake did you know that
1: no i did not know
2: that so this is a remake of a 1933 horror film called 13 Women. Huh. I haven't seen it, but I want to. And I would love for this one to get a modern remake. Someone told me that, I think it was Brian String from Nightmare Toys and from Um this podcast. He told me that they did do a remake of this. And I forgot what it was called. Um, I watched it. No, I would it's a it's a horror movie on a train and that's the only similarity to this movie
1: okay so maybe it took some inspiration from it yeah it's not like a remake
2: remake. honestly it felt like hostile over the feel of it felt like hostile over this okay so yeah it was very hostile-ish but uh but yeah I would love to see this one get a better remake and have it named the same thing
1: this one could, I think this one could be remade
2: pretty well. I think that it would really, really hold up. Yeah. With, as long as. Because it's a good story. It's a great story. As long as they didn't ruin it like they did with the newest Black Christmas.
1: I think Which I that, haven't seen.
2: I think that they would do well on it. Um, hmm. Let's see here. Uh,
1: do you guys hear the train in the background? Yes. That's not Jesse sound effects. Yeah, no, that's literally my train in my neighborhood. It it hurt us. Okay. <laughs> so, so it's like, hey, you're talking about me over here, choo-choo.
2: <laughs> this is actually perfect timing because I was about to have some train talk because I love oh. some trains. I take the train every day. Okay. the so perfect timing. Yeah. Um, the make and model of this locomotive was a June 1948. Um I can't read my writing. June 1948. Looks like I wrote Built Canadian Locomotive Excursion Train.
1: Ooh. That's (laughs) a good year. Good year for excursion trains. I suck at
2: writing. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And um, here's, a. I told you that the actor Derek McKinnon had a cross-dressing background. The director is quoted as saying that uh, he wasn't an actor. He was a transvestite. That's what he called him from the streets of Montreal, so he wasn't familiar with the concept of a contract or showing up on time. But he was also quoted in saying that he did a really good job at playing the character because he was very familiar with the world of theater. Yeah, And he was switching all, throughout costumes and all that, so it worked out really, really well. Yeah. Uh let's see here. I think that is all I have and yeah that's it those are all my fun facts just making sure because I mentioned some during the recording. Uh, This is a great movie and kind of like with Thanksgiving horror we do not have a lot of New Year's horror so I think it's a very important movie for your holiday horror list.
1: You got to have it on your holiday list. You do. You do. All right. It's time to move on
2: to shout outs. First, we have to shout out our Patreons, John and Daryl. We love you guys. And
0: there was much rejoicing.
2: (laughs) So much rejoicing. (laughs) Even the horn rejoices. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie. I kind of laugh a little bit every time I does it doesn't, and I start to do a little dance. It's great. It's like, I know. <laughs> How long is this going to last? The yeah. dance till it ends. <laughs> um, thank you guys for believing in us every week. Okay. It's good. Um, awesome. Also, thank you to my husband and David and Jesse for believing in us every week. They're, yeah, you, Jesse. The other man in our life.
1: Yes. Um,
2: The other consistent man, probably the only man I talk to more than Henry. Okay. Um, You guys believe in us, too. And so I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful Um, to you. I'm also thankful for Clark and his fantastic art that he creates for us every week. I realized in the last episode we recorded, guys... When we recorded Secret Santa, I was so tired, and I was in so much pain from toothache. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't had a day off for a month and a half, and I I, I completely forgot to talk about Clark, and I felt like an asshole. And I apologize, Clark. Um, We love you, Clark. You the best. Uh, And I mean, every week, it's like, Wow. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Uh,
2: So thank you, Clark. Um, He's been with us for a year now, over a year now, creating our logo in the beginning and then creating cards with us through the entire year. I mean, every week, it's just, (sighs) wow, blows me away. So good. Every week blows me away. And I get to watch him now. We get to watch him. Experiment with different styles. It's so good. I was like, yes. So Yeah, he's amazing. He's amazing. Our Clark doll is great. Um, And David Mm O'Hanlon, who is a resident author, doing a Dolls of Horror novel with us.
1: What? What? What?
2: What? Right. So shout out to David as well. Shout out to our listeners as well, who give us inspiration and ideas. He is and Oh, okay. So one listener gave us an idea. Be an idea. I haven't said it to Jamie yet, so I'm talking about it now. Oh, For Women in Horror Month, we do an episode instead of dedicating it to a movie, dedicating it to all our favorite final girls. Like five maybe, right? Like you pick five and I pick five. Oh. And obviously we're I going like to have that. some crossovers. You know? Of course. Of course. Um, so, and then also an episode dedicated to our not-so-final girls.
1: Oh, I love not-so-final girls. Some of my favorite horror girls are not-so-final girls. Yay. So, you, you,
2: you like this idea? Yeah. Oh, I like you. Let's okay, do it. let's do it. So, <laughs> Women in Horror Month, we're going to do a final girl episode. Oh, this is going to be so tough.
1: Oh, my God. I already know a couple of... That are just like I'm like hands down, and I think Thing is I'm I think
2: girl- I know a couple, but then I'm like, oh wait.
1: But what about this one?
2: Someone has to be kicked out of the butts. Yep. This is going to be like when they were teaching you how to make a paragraph with mm-hmm. the little spider web. You got your root idea, and then you got all these offshoots. Okay. Yeah. This one's going to be like that's what my my notepad is going to look like. <laughs>
1: we'll have like all these different like okay here's sub, the pros sub, and cons sub, for this final yes. girl and the pros and cons for this one and then we'll just do like a brat i'm gonna do like a bracket style thing <laughs> we're all like i'll put a couple against each other one yes. winner and then that winner moves on to battle the next winner it'll be the battle of the final girl it's we'll good it, we'll have to post our notes yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's gonna be a wreck. It's gonna be great, <laughs> um, and I'm not gonna
2: clean up the note. It's just gonna be no. there. It's, like mm-hmm. it's gonna be bad. Um, and the not so final girl one is gonna be even tougher because there's so many more people that die than survive.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh God, <laughs> I have some. I have some that I know where I'm like, "Yep, that's the one. That's her." She's on I know you list, have but... SMG. Oh, you know, but
2: it. I don't. I don't know anyone else. Like, there's so many narrowing mm. that shit down is going to be tough. I think that needs to be a top 10. I think it might. Yeah. So final girls top 5 not so final girls top 10.
1: Okay. okay. I, I can do that. I got a lot of them. I like I have a list for me in my head already.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Um. So that's all I got for shout outs right now. But next we're going to be talking to our man, Jesse, our other man in our life, right? Mm-hmm. You
1: choo choo choose me? I, I do. <laughs> choo that's choo. like my favorite.
0: Oh. I, forgot, I forgot that I had that sound bite, and as soon as you guys went like crazy on the puns, I'm like, oh, I have to bust this out. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, boo. Oh, that's like one of my favorite Little Simpsons moments.
0: Yeah, that's pretty great.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yes, we do choose you. Every week we choose you. You're the best, Jesse. Magic (laughs) Jesse.
0: Well, I greatly appreciate it, as always. And obviously, um, it's a pleasure doing it. And thanks to all of you listeners out there for all of your tremendous support. And just to point out that all of our Dolls of Horror goodness can be found at thedollsofhorror.com, including episodes, interviews, merchandise, and even more. You can follow us on the social medias on Facebook and Instagram at at the Dolls of Horror and Twitter at just Dolls of Horror. And if you prefer email, want to reach out, say hi, give some feedback, or even some suggestions, you could do so at the Dolls of Horror at Yahoo.com. And if you're willing and able to help support the show so that it can keep growing, please feel free to check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash dolls of horror, where you can access our entire back catalog, where we have upwards of four or five unaired un- episodes at any given time. And in addition, you'll get a free Dolls of Horror t-shirt and become eligible to participate in our live stream killer trivia duels where you can win even more Dolls of Horror merchandise, all of which you can check out yourself on the website or simply follow the link in the description.
2: Thank you, Jesse. No No. problem. (laughs) Yeah, Jesse, we're so grateful to you and everything you do for this show. You make it so good. You you fix all our mistakes. Um, And there are a lot. Like the rough cut of this episode is rough, so <laughs> thank you. <laughs>
0: hey, no problem. It's uh, it's it's fun. It's funny how like I remember when you did the first. Um, I think it was the first, this first or second episode, and you were showing me. This was before I was um, part of the uh, podcast, and you were showing me how you had like a technical glitch. And back at yeah. the back in the day, you you literally just started recording and then yep. just posted it. And so when you had that technical glitch, you had to like like p- p- group the two um, yep. blocks together, and you had like the sad trumpets like in between. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh, I just threw threw the trumpet sound in between because that's the only thing I know how to do, um, (laughs) at all, was put that in there.
0: But it worked so effectively, though, so that was that was the best part.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it was it was great. No, I think it was, I know the episode it was, it was recording, and I remember recording it, it was recording. The day before Thanksgiving, it was talking about the Days of the Dead convention that we had attended, Days of the Dead Chicago, and we're talking about that, and my phone just crashed and dropped her, and um, I know it was the day before Thanksgiving because my Christmas tree was also getting delivered like an hour later. Uh huh. (laughs) That night, we also, I know why my phone crashed. We recorded two episodes that night. We recorded Gremlins, and then we recorded that one. That'll and, do it. It was overloaded. Yeah, and so my phone was like, we're done. <laughs> done. <laughs> and this was before I got a new phone, so the phone was already old. Like really old because I don't get a new phone every year. I get a new phone like once every 5 years. Yeah, so it same. was already on its last leg. So it was like, what are you doing to me? You're running <laughs> this old horse to death. I quit.
0: Months Yeah.
2: <laughs> It's like, I'm out. I can't do this. (laughs) Yeah. So that's what happened with that. (laughs) That phone is my spirit animal. (laughs) Yep. It's like, you know what? No. I'm done. done. I'm
1: just powering off. (laughs) Yep.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. So that's what I remember recording that episode. And when it happened, I was waiting for my Christmas tree to get here. It was the whole thing. (laughs) But, yeah. Guys. Um. At time of recording, it's currently November, and we're about to hit, in real time, our two-year anniversary of the dolls of horror.
1: oh
2: crazy town! And Jamie has been with us for over a year now, mm-hmm. and Jesse's been with us almost the entire time. And I'm just so grateful to have you guys with me on my horror journey, likewise, and continuing to grow with me on this. Um, so good. It's just like so Yeah. Um you know, I think that's all I have to say on this New Year's Eve. I hope everyone is safe, happy, and healthy. And uh please let 2022 be a better year than 2020 or 2021 was. <laughs> please. Be cool. <laughs> be cool.
1: <laughs> I don't know. That'd be nice. Sure.
2: <laughs> you know <Please>? if, <laughs> it, to the karma gods, if if we could please and make this happen. We'll I'd be good. I'd, I'd really appreciate it. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. And so with that, I'm Summer. And I'm Jamie. And you've been listening to The Dolls of Horror. We will talk to you later. Bye. Bye.
0: This has been a presentation of The Dolls of Horror. New episodes are uploaded every week. If you'd like to reach out and say hello to The Dolls, send them an email at thedollsofhorror at yahoo.com. You can also follow them on Facebook and Instagram, both at the Dolls of Horror, or on Twitter at Dolls of Horror for bonus content. And if you really like the podcast and want to support them financially so that they can keep making episodes, consider sending them a donation. Follow the link in the description, or go to patreon.com slash the Dolls of Horror for more information. Thanks for listening and see you next time.
1: I'm bringing my beanie with me, and I should bring a double beanie for that. A beanie for on top of my
0: beanie.
1: Doc is a dick, but he has got very dreamy eyes. Oh, yeah. I'd be the worst magician, dude. Because I'd do the trick, and then I'd be like, Whoa, shit. Where did it go? He gets sliced, which is pretty nice. So much boobs. So much boobs. I mean, this was filmed in Montreal in December. Oh my goodness. Fucking cold. My pants would be staying on.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Pants and hat. And hat. no they're not are they trained to deal with this sort of thing
1: you know? trained to deal. <laughs> ah! <laughs> i almost oh. knocked my headphones over right now <laughs> i don't
2: want to derail this podcast
0: <laughs> get out now